Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 13 of the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. I'm David Henry, your host, as the nice announcer guy said. And today, in our main segment, we're going to be talking about barn doors, lenses, gobos, and gels. Oh my! How do you shape your light? Okay, so in the past few episodes, we've been talking about spot, wash, and beam fixtures and how they can apply to your lighting. And now in this episode, I just want to go into how to actually shape that light, what kind of accessories we can put on our lights uh, in order to get a different output from it. So you won't want to miss that. Now, I want to thank everybody so far who has uh, reviewed the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you very much for those. If you haven't already um, rated or review, um, I would really appreciate if you could do that as well. Thank you, uh, Tom, by the way, Tom Bet George, for writing in and uh, letting me know that you liked the show. Now, guys, let's hop into the news. If you are new here to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast um, or have just caught up to this episode, the news is a new segment we've been doing where I just talk about anything in particular that I've read about, learned about um, news-wise in the past week that would be interesting to you guys. So Learn Stage Lighting and the Learn Stage Lighting podcast is not a news site, but I'm always out there. I'm always looking. I'm always touching products and watching things online and just trying to see what's new out there and what's going to apply to, to you guys in, in my audience the best. And so that's people who are generally newer to lighting or um, not necessarily lighting professionals, uh, though lighting professionals were, will certainly get something out of this too. So I don't cover every bit of news that comes up, just um, the things that I think would be interesting to you guys. So a couple of things going on is, um, first of all, the Light Shark console. Um, it's one of my new favorite consoles. I'm, I've been really excited to help these guys out with their videos, which should be coming out soon. And uh, and also, you know, just get to use their console and recommend it to people because it's a really remarkable piece of hardware. But they put out at ProLight and Sound last week a new LS Wing, which is a 10 fader playback wing, I believe. Uh, that's just got 10 faders on it, so you can have 10 extra faders out of your console nice and easy on a wing that they make really cool they also put out new dmx mode nodes rather um this is to get your full eight universes out of the console six of the two of them rather um are via dmx plugs and then on the back of the console and then you can get all eight universes out of artnet or sacn and to do that you need a node an sacn node preferably and they have just uh, introduced a whole new setup, I believe, uh, a two-universe, a four-universe, and an eight-universe node. They look really awesome. Um, I haven't seen any pricing yet, but I imagine with how the Light Shark is very competitively priced, uh, we'll see that those are priced really well, too. In other news, ETC. Um, a lot of you guys, if you're looking at LED fixtures, you may come across ETC. And they've actually extended their LEDs warranty to 10 years and so this is really interesting and this really piques my interest okay etc has always had great warranties and amazing customer support they've been known for that now their fixtures are a little more expensive okay than 
other brands of LED fixtures, but you get a really solid fixture um, when you buy from them. And so, you know, they're, they're really designed at the theatrical environment, but some churches buy them um, as well. And, uh, you know, some production companies use them too. They're excellent, excellent fixtures. And so um, they have actually, they said they did some testing on their fixtures and they came back and said, oh, these are going to last longer than we thought. And so now they're able to go ahead and, and give anybody that buys them new now um, a full five-year warranty on the fixture as a whole and 10 years on the LEDs themselves. And so that's really incredible. I would say, you know, for a lot of people that listen to this show, um, you're probably going to take the cost savings and buy something from Chave or Alation or Blizzard, and they're great fixtures. And I've seen fixtures by um, Chave, in particular, and Alation, LEDs that have lasted 10 years now. Um, but, you know, it's pretty amazing that they're offering this warranty. So I would say if you're, especially if you're looking to do something like architectural where the light's going to be on 24 seven, um, I would definitely look at the company with the 10 year warranty. Yeah. So that was really cool. And I thought, you know, ETC has always been a company in this industry that has just always set the standard for integrity and, and just being awesome. And, and I think this is just, this is totally in tune with what they would do. Um, and, and what they've done in the past. And I just think it's really awesome. So I'd like to point that out there. Other news from ProLight and Sound is um, Global Trust. I thought this was interesting. If you've ever put together Global Trust, you know that the, um, the pins that go in the Global Trust, when you hammer them in, they're really, really obnoxious and really loud. Um, you know, Global Trust is kind of an entry level, you know, lightweight trust uh, aimed at DJs, bands, etc. And so they have actually gone ahead and they have built a truss silencer. Actually, it's made by ProLite Concepts. I'm a distributor of Global Trust, and it's just a piece of rubber. I mean, it's not rocket science that goes on the end where you hammer the thing. But they said that um, they've measured it. It's considerably less loud. And when they surveyed the people who, who tried this thing, they were very thankful for how much it helped um, the global trust assembly process and make it not so stinking loud. So I think that's pretty awesome and a great um, answer that some people have definitely been looking for. And then in the fixture world, um, Alation put out their Artiste Picasso. Um, if you're not familiar with their Artiste series, um, it's a new series of lights that I'm not a huge fan of the name on. It's kind of weird, but they're kind of a professional grade, you know, big moving head. Um, not that they're massive in size, but they're very bright. Like this one, for example, the Picasso has a 620 watt, I believe. Yeah, 620 watt LED um, lamp in it. And so an LED engine. So it's really bright. I mean, that's comparable to around, you know, 1,000 to 1,200 watts um, of an arc lamp in a moving light. And it's in an LED. So it runs cool. It's smaller and lighter. And, and this thing's got all the features. So if you're you know, maybe a larger church or, or a band or a production company, and, and you need, you know, a, a big moving light per se, not big in size, but just brightness moving light. This guy puts out 20,000 lumens, which is a lot of brightness. Um, you're able to get an 87 CRI out, of, CRI out of it when you put a filter in it. And so that means it looks real good on skin. It's got gobos. It's got rotating gobos. It's got um, shutters, which are awesome for a lot of events, especially corporate events. And 
you know, all kinds of other stuff, flicker free, um, operation, RDM, wireless DMX built in. You get the picture. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And it's just a really interesting fixture that I can't wait to see in person. So now on to our main segment. So today in our main segment, and I apologize in advance if I sound a little bit hoarse, I've got a little bit of a kind of allergic cold and probably allergies, just, you know, my throat's hurting a little. So I'm going to try to make it through this the best I can because I want to bring you this podcast, but uh, and hit it on time, bring you this information that I promised you. But uh, just keep in mind that uh, my throat is a little bit under the weather. So barn doors, lenses, gel, and gobos. Oh my, how do you shape that light? Well, there's a number of things you can do depending on the type of light you have. And so I'm going to go through some, some different ways to shape light and, and let you know what types of, of lights that it will work with. So all lights, um, we're able to go ahead and put what's called gel in them. Now, if you weren't born before LEDs, oh, and that's kind of a joke, um, <laughs> but you know, back in the day when we used all conventional lights, lights with, with lamps that were a light, a white source, you would put what's called gel in front of your fixture. And what this is, is just a colored piece of film that you're able to shine the light through. And then the light changes colors according to whatever color you put in front of it. Pretty simple. Gel is made by a number of manufacturers, most notably Roscoe, Lee, and Gam. Uh, where in the U.S., Roscoe tends to be more popular and in the UK, I believe uh, Lee is more popular and GAM is less popular overall, but has its fan base. And gel also, when it heats up, it burns out. So you actually, that color kind of burns up. Um, it, it turns whitish and then completely white if you, you leave it in there for too long. And so you've got to replace it from time to time. But regardless, if you've got a conventional fixture and, and you want to change the color of it, have a different color in it than uh, just white, you're able to put a gel in and that is how you can get that result again you know not as popular today for sure um but still something that you run into from time to time especially if you're in the theatrical world similarly on all lights you can often change lenses and so this is going to depend on the particular light but changing a lens whether it be in a par can um maybe a conventional par where you actually have to change the whole lamp assembly um in order to change the lamp the lens rather, or it could be like an ETC source four par um, or an LED par where you may have multiple different lenses that you're able to put on the front of the fixture to get a different spread, whether that be a wide or a medium or um, a narrow. And with um, spot fixtures, lenses tend to be rated by degree. So you might have a 19 degree, you might have a 26 degree, 36, 50. These are all very common lenses that you're going to see out there. Now, when we're working with LEDs, we're going to have some different lenses as well. And one of these lenses that you can put on any LED fixture that has a gel frame that I really like is made by Elation called the LSF filter. I think these guys were the first to make them. Now I know Chave makes some other people probably make them too. But basically what they did is they took the idea of you know, those plastic filters that are over fluorescent lights in office buildings. Yes, we all hate those as lighting people. We probably all hate those fluorescent lights. And they took inspiration from those and created a similar kind of filter that is able to shape your, fil your light very precisely. 
And so these are really cool. And I'm going to link to this in the show notes just so you can see the pictures on Alation's website because they show the before and after, especially if you go to the third picture, it's blue. I'm looking at it right now. They show a fixture that's uplighting a wall and it takes, you know, kind of that cheap LED, really bright spot, narrow beam look to it and spreads it out and makes it really smooth and even. And they, they have a number of different ones. Um, anybody that manufactures these does, you know, depending on what degrees you want. So you can have one that's 30 degrees and that would be in both directions, 20 degrees um, from elevation, 60 degrees, or they have some that are one degree by 60 or one degree by 10. So those are great when you're, when you're washing a wall because it only changes the beam spread in one direction and it keeps it nice and narrow uh, in the other direction. So if you're, if you're lighting a wall, what that would do for you is, you know, side to side on the wall, it would look great. It would be, you know, nice and wide, but you wouldn't lose the throw distance up and down, which, you know, if you're looking overhead at the light, that would be front to back. And so these are really cool and a really great way to make um, LEDs Less, less expensive LEDs especially look much better. So I highly recommend those. I've used those a bunch of times. Now, if you're working with wash lights, um, there's not going to be a lot of ways to shape your light. But one way to do it, besides, you know, means that are built into the fixture, you can use barn doors on a lot of wash fixtures. And what this is, is basically a set of four flaps that you're typically able to insert into a fixture in the gel frame slot. Now, if it's an LED fixture, it may not have a gel frame slot, but the manufacturer may sell um, a barn door assembly that you're able to go ahead and screw onto it or put on some other way. And barn doors are great because sometimes you've got to take that fixture, maybe it's behind the stage up on a truss, and you've got to point it down at the stage, but inevitably, because it's a wash fixture, because it's a soft, wide light, or typically is, you're, you're going to hit some people in the eyes in the front row, or even worse, maybe be in the lens of a camera, which can make some distracting flares. So what are you to do? Well, you can get some rough um, cutting, some rough shaping of the light with these barn doors. And it is what it sounds. Like I said, it's, it's just four flaps on four sides of the light, and you can move them in and out to be able to just, you know, bring that light off of certain areas. It's not super precise. It's not, um, you know, something that's going to give you a hard edge on the light, like a spot fixture, but it's a good way if you need to just generally keep light off of an area, um, with a wash light, that's how you're going to do it. And now, since I was just talking about spot or beam lights, lights with a hard edge inside a lot of these lights, like an ellipsoidal or a moving head with shutters, you're going to have exactly that shutters, which as we've talked about, allows you to cut the light off of um, any object. And if you have that beam focused nice and sharp and you use that shutter, generally you're going to be able to, to crop it really tight against anything you would need to. And so that's um, a really great way to be able to shape your light that way as well. Now, when we're working with spot and beam lights and we have that hard edge, another thing we're able to add in are gobos. And so gobos stands for goes before optics. A lot of people say that now. There's some people that say it stands for other things and maybe it does. I don't think it's patented or anything like that. And, and what a gobo is, is just literally a cutout shape 
where you're able to insert that into the moving light or the this ellipsoidal spotlight and then you're able to see that pattern projected onto a surface and one of the cool things when we talk about shaping light is when you look at that gobo in your hand either a metal cutout pattern or a glass pattern you're able to see this particular image on it but when you put it in the light there's a couple different things you can actually do one is you can just get that shape on its own okay so you can literally just go ahead you know put that in sharpen it up and get that shape nice and sharp but when you're using gobos i also highly recommend experiment with taking it out of focus one way or the other okay focus it one direction focus it the other direction see how it changes it looks cool when you take it out of focus a little and sometimes gobos often will look really cool when you take them out of focus massively you know way out of focus they can look really cool as well and so that my friends is um basically the basics on how to shape your light and so i hope you've enjoyed this segment and now let's dive into our mailbag all right everybody that clicking on the keyboard sound means people have been sending me emails this week through the contact form on wearingstagelighting.com we've gotten a lot of emails this week and so i'm going to uh go through a few that i picked out um to go over this week and uh, hope that this is insightful to you as you work through lighting and you can hear my thought process as i work through this okay so first thing in the mailbag brad writes in and he said so what fixtures do i actually need for a church stage um he's live streaming and wants good lighting he's got some chave slim par 56s i'm not sure if he needs some eliminator par 56s for front lighting or uh and the colored parts are back question mark question mark question mark um and then he says they want a simple setup that's controllable and looks nice stage is 16 deep by 27 wide thanks brad all right brad and so just looking this up okay so when you're talking about an eliminator par 56 i just want to look up this first you're just talking about a conventional par with a uh, good old standard conventional bulb in it all right and so absolutely brad i think you're on the right track there um is you know basically leds don't make great front light now that has big asterisks after that why did i just put an asterisk there well because there are some leds that are just white leds and they look awesome but the typical color mixing leds don't look great as front light that's improving as we go on and some of the new stuff on the market that's got the amber and the white led chips in it and some of them have a lime chip in them and those can look great on people sometimes you gotta it's fixture by fixture they don't all look great but a either a white incandescent source like you're talking about some par 56 eliminators or a white led is gonna be what you want for your main front lighting you can always come in on your main front lighting later and add some colored lights as well to color up certain sections of the stage but you know when you're live streaming and, and you want that good look on camera and in person so that the audience can easily connect with the people on stage visually you want that white good clear light on those people and i can i can sense definitely that um that you get that that that's what you want so yeah you're gonna want to make some zones on your stage generally about eight to ten feet wide and for each zone you're gonna want to have two 
lights at um, a 45 degree angle from the center. So the two lights are 90 degrees from each other, and then up, they're about 45 degrees as well. And so that gives you a nice, you know, again, this is approximate. You can, the angles can be different if needed. And this is just a really way, good way to make a nice, even wash of light that's going to look great on your church's stage. And so definitely if you have any more questions, Brad, um, I've got a course called The Foundations of Church Lighting, and I'll link to that um, as well in the show notes, just so that you can catch out that, check that course as well. That's going to go into more detail from the basics as to how to set up really great lighting for your church. So I'd, I'd recommend checking that out definitely if you have more questions. Then uh, Alfred wrote in, he actually replied to our email that I sent out this last week um, about, I believe, um, what lights to buy. And so he's saying, okay, he's got a question. He has some ADJ mega flat tripod plus uplights. He's got six of them. They're nice fixtures, but they're not wireless and they're not battery powered. So he wants to be able to sell his clients uplighting packages and have the ability to customize it for all venue types. He's got a wireless uh, router and LeetNet by Eternal Lighting and the Illuminaire app on his phone and tablet. Um, he also saw somebody using the Donner and Wireless DMX system um, and then you can connect these receivers, blah, blah, blah. And so what does he need for the quantity of uploads he needs basically to be able to control his lights. All right, Alfred. So I, I paused the, the audio there quick just to look up some of these products just to make sure I, I had all of them. Um, I knew exactly what all of them were. And so basically you get a lot of different things going on here, Alfred. Um, the first is that you've got a lighting console. You've got um, Luminaire and you've got, um, it's set up with an Airport Express and an Elite Net, which is a ArtNet or perhaps a SACM um, output node. So you've got those hooked up together as your console to output DMX. Great. And now you're talking about wanting to get wireless control over your, your mega flat dry pack plus uplights. So those ADJ uplights, like you said, they're not battery powered. And so you're not going to be able to get them battery powered. Um, there isn't any battery you can just plug into um, in order to be able to get those guys battery powered. So. If you want them battery powered, you're definitely going to need to get some battery powered lights. Um, ADJ makes some, Chave makes some, Blizzard probably makes some. And there's a lot of great units out there that you can buy. But if you want to do this on the cheap, if you want to use what you have, you can simply just go ahead and plug them into power and set them up that way. Now, coming to wireless control. On the simple end, and I'm going to link to a blog post on Learn Stage Lighting about this, but on the simple end, you can go ahead and ADJ sells a remote, the LED RC2 wireless infrared remote, and these things are really inexpensive, so that you can set all your lights into RF mode, into infrared mode, and just walk around with the remote and set them all to a static color per show. So every show you just walk around, you set them up to whatever colors you want on the remote. It's quick, it's easy, you can customize it. You can change it pretty easily if the client needs it. So that's a great option that's really cheap. Now, if you want wireless DMX control, I'm gonna, like I said, link to a post, excuse me, about wireless DMX and how to work with it. So I've got a post on that. Um, and yes, you can, with a Donner system or other systems, 
you can connect the receivers into your uplights and then put them around the room um, and get wireless control. Now, depending where you're at, especially if you're in a busy metropolitan area, a lot of these less expensive systems like the Donner system or other kind of no-name brands can really run into some issues when the wireless infrastructure is really crowded. And so you got to watch out when there's a lot going on in the airwaves, you can have some problems. You can have fixtures not get signal. You can have fixtures just drop out and turn off. You can have fixtures that are delayed compared to the others. And, and this may or may not matter to you. So definitely go ahead and check out that post. I'm going to link to it on wireless DMX and uh, my recommendations there. I would probably not recommend going with that Donner system because, um, you know, I really, I, I really, my end goal is I do want to save people money that listen to this podcast and, and that consume my training materials and, and read stuff on the website. I want to save you money. But more than that, I want you to buy the product for you that keeps you from pulling your hair out and keeps you happy. So I want to recommend products to you that are going to work well, even when you're in less than ideal circumstances. And so that's why I generally don't recommend the Donner systems to people because yes, they're popular, they're cool, but I've talked with some people that use them. I've read the reviews and I definitely see that when the RF gets really busy, they can't really do anything about it and, and they can really have some struggles. And so they may work, they may not. It just, it depends how much you value the wireless working no matter what. And because you can always go ahead and, you know, buy those cheap systems, you can do that, but then have a backup plan so that if they stop working, even it might be in the middle of your show. If you can go around then and grab that IR remote and set all your lights really quickly, then you get a backup plan, then you're good. But I want to help you make your clients happy. So I want to make sure that it's going to work for you well. Awesome. So Tiffany, another DJ, I think, uh, is about to invest in a gig bar flex. This is by Chavez. Controlling them with a DMX controller could come in handy for some gigs. Would that setup be worth it or what is the best ideal setup? Hope that makes sense, Tiffany. Yes, Tiffany. I really do like the gig bars, the four bars um, by Chavez, other systems by other companies. They're all great. And what's great about these things is not only do you get DMX control of these lights if you want it, and I highly recommend getting that DMX control and using it, but these things are so easy to set up. A lot of the times they're going to come with a stand and you're able to just plug in one DMX cord and one power cord and you get like four lights with just one, one connection. So how can you argue with that, right? Um, that's my thought on systems like that. I really like them and I would definitely recommend checking out Entex DMXs. I'm actually going to link to a post in here um, about DMXs or Chavez Show Express. Um, really, those are two great consoles um, that work great for DJ lighting where you can go ahead and basically set up your scenes. Um, if you want to use a lot of sound active, I'd probably recommend DMXs because you can set up a bunch of scenes in there, have that DMX control but also use a pretty intelligent sound active mode that, that's built into the software in order to um, have that sound active mode, but keep it under control. And at any moment you want to switch out of a sound, sound active mode to a particular scene, you can totally do that as well. So I really like um, Entex DMXs for that. But if, if you want to get a little more complex, um, Chave is a program called Show Express that it's a little more complex. It's a little harder to use, but 
it allows you to do some more complex things. So hope that helps Tiffany. All right, everybody. I have kept my voice to the end. And so now I'm going to go ahead and sign off while I'm still ahead. Thank you guys for listening today to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. Uh, if you've just been listening here for the first time, maybe you're new to Learn Stage Lighting, definitely go ahead to learnstagelighting.com and uh, check out the rest of our podcast, the rest of the articles and other resources that are there, including a free guide to help you get started with lighting. I'll see you guys there and I'll catch you guys next week here on the podcast. Thanks. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.